Sleep, sleep, sleep. Can you ever get enough of that? We all know how important sleep is for our well-being and performance. And still, we are a society of sleep-deprived zombies. Women actually need more sleep than men. And at the same time, we are 40% more likely to suffer from insomnia, according to Sleep Foundation. And there are so many reasons for this, such as stress, hormones, kids, pregnancies, huge responsibilities at work and at home, and of course life happenings. But there are some low-hanging fruit that you can start with to improve your sleep. Today's episode will dive into some of my favorite tips and tricks to get more quality sleep that you might not be aware of, and I will also share how it helped one of my clients. Sleeping better will not only improve how you feel, but it will also boost your mental and your physical capacity to be able to perform at a high level. Find the show notes and other resources at sofiavonselsing.com slash podcast. You're listening to Unleash the Badass Within by me, Sofia von Selsing, international coach and well-being specialist. I support high-achieving women leaders to reduce stress and build greater capacity to increase their presence and advance their careers. Hi ladies! How often do you wake up feeling happy, refreshed and ready to take on a new day? Can you count those days on one hand? Many of my new clients are struggling to get enough sleep, and they are in great company, unfortunately, as this is such a common problem among high-achieving women leaders. Not being able to fall asleep, or waking up in the middle of the night with a pounding heart or a spinning head, is routine for many. I love to nerd out on all sorts of health topics, sleep science is one of them. I have hacked my own sleep for many years now, as sleeping problems were a huge factor in my own exhaustion. And as sleep is such a complex topic and has so many nuances, it's often necessary to look at it from a holistic perspective. And that's exactly what I do with my clients, to assess their habits, to understand what's going on in their life and what can we tweak. I can't possibly cover everything sleep-related in one episode. There is just so much. But I would like to start with what I call some low-hanging fruit and how tweaking those helped one of my women leader clients, who we can call Sarah. So Sarah reached out to me because she was so stressed and had severe sleeping problems. Her anxiety was high and she was very close to burnout. But thanks to her motivation to feel better and not go on sick leave, we managed to turn it around and she could continue working the whole time. I will share four things that we worked on to get her sleep back on track. One of the first things we did to address the sleeping problems was to look at her caffeine consumption. It turned out that she had four to five cups of coffee a day, of which the last ones were around 4pm. 
And because her sleep was so bad, she needed that much coffee to be able to get through the day and to perform at a high level in her leadership role. It really was a vicious cycle. And coffee is delicious and a life savior for many. But did you know that caffeine actually has a half-life for up to six hours? This means that after six hours, 50% of the caffeine is still in your system. It also means that it has a quarter life of 10 to 12 hours. And to give you an example what this means is, if you imagine having a cup of coffee at 2 p.m., which so many people do, a quarter or more of that coffee is still in your body at midnight. It's like you would down a quarter of a cup of coffee just before going to bed. And Sarah was not aware of this, as so many others are not either. But there was no wonder why she had a racing heart and spinning head when it was time to sleep. So what we did was to gradually cut down caffeine until she was down to maybe one cup a day in the morning. And together with a few other tweaks that I will talk about shortly, her sleep improved drastically. She could fall asleep easier and stay asleep. And she also felt less stressed and anxious and experienced that her focus and decision-making abilities improved. So just to let you know, I'm not at all against coffee, but I actually did experience the same thing as my client. So after my second child, I just couldn't tolerate it anymore. And now I only drink tea. I'm happier and I sleep a lot better. And now in hindsight, when I think about it, I'm pretty sure that my own sleeping problem started with having too much coffee back in the days. Because the thing with caffeine is that it increases your adrenaline and your cortisol. And combining that with the nervous system that is already overheated with stress and sleep deprivation is like putting fuel to the fire. So if you are experiencing a lot of stress and or sleeping problems, cutting down as much as you can on caffeine can make a big difference. And tea also has caffeine, of course, but a lot less. So replacing a few cups of coffee with tea is a great start. And then gradually you can replace those maybe with herbal tea to slowly get as much caffeine out of your system as you can. Caffeine also messes up with our hormones which can affect a whole range of other functions. Women's health is a big interest of mine, and I could make a full episode on just caffeine and its effect on us, and I probably will in the future. But over to the second strategy, which is timing and type of exercise. My client Sarah, she loves to exercise, and so do I. The issue was that she kept exercising at a high level, even if she was super stressed and did not sleep at all. And also the timing of the exercise did not help. Because the high intensity training and running that was part of our routine fueled the stress and made it harder to sleep and unwind. It actually has the same effect as caffeine. It triggers a release of cortisol and adrenaline, and a stressed body just can't push those levels down properly to a healthy level, so they stay high. This is something I learned the hard way too when I went through stress rehab, and I figured that too much exercise was part of my problem. 
And also the timing of exercise is important to look at because Sarah, she would usually work out in the evening after the kids had gone to bed because that was when she had time. That made it hard to unwind and get the body ready for sleep. We discussed this and Sarah agreed to experiment with replacing the evening runs with walks or yoga and also do some soft strength training earlier in the day. Her body could just not handle that kind of hardcore workout at that point, but she still wanted to move in some way, which we all need. And the evening walks made it easier for her to relax and let go of the day, and it's also a great way to reflect. And the third strategy that she did was to add meditation to her routine. Because Sarah's days, they were packed with back-to-back meetings, projects, deadlines, and employee challenges. And we needed to find a way to start those days in a calm and centered way. Because the way your day starts is usually how they continue. So she blocked time in her calendar to meditate for 10 minutes every morning before her first meeting. And this made it easier to create a new routine around it that it was actually already there in the calendar. And she managed to stick to this and she still meditates daily. And this is something that she continues to do to keep her stress levels down at a healthy level. Because you might not be aware of that the stress you experience during the day stays with you at night and will create something called sleep stress. So finding ways to reduce stress will also improve your sleep at night. Then the fourth thing we did was to not allow any work after 6pm. Because Sarah, she was used to picking up the laptop after the kids had gone to bed and work until maybe 10-11pm and then try to go to bed. But this made it impossible to wind down and to fall asleep because her brain was just full of to-dos, decisions, challenges and projects. And her brain was also affected by all the blue light from the laptop. So we set a deadline to not work after 6pm. This was hard for her, but it forced her to prioritize, to delegate her team members and to not take on any more work than she could handle between normal working hours. In addition to these things I mentioned, we also worked on her perfectionist mindset, her very high demands on herself, the loud inner bitch or inner critic that kept pushing her beyond her limits, her values and priorities, and a bunch of other things. And if you want to learn more about how to handle your inner bitch or inner critic, you can check out episode one. I'll leave a link in the show notes. And if you want to go further into the topic of sleep, you can check out episode four on food hacks and how keeping your blood sugar levels stable can improve your sleep. So back to Sarah. Today, she is in a completely different state and she shines like a star. She's full of energy, motivation and inspiration. I'm so happy for her and inspired by her determination and willingness to take things on. And if you need support to deal with stress or sleep or maybe a loud inner bitch to improve performance and feel better, you can head to my website and fill out the form. I would love to talk to you. Until next time, take care of yourself and go be a badass. Thanks for listening today. 
If you're getting value from this podcast, please subscribe, leave a review and share it with other women leaders. Remember that you are awesome.